Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Real Talk with Pastor Brad and Christy. Today, the topic is agreeable, you're not. Here are your hosts, Pastor Brad and Christy. Good. Hello. Hello, Christy. Hello, Brianna. How are you today? Hello. Boy, that's a cutoff today. You I'm cut sorry. hard. I didn't. I don't know what I was Man. doing. Man. <laughs> sorry, friends. Right. You know, it's been a long while and I still don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> you do. You're doing great. You're doing great. Okay. Wonderful. So. Um, it's okay. Sometimes hard cutoffs are necessary. So that's right. We don't have to agree no on fate. the cutoff. I will agree with you. On we that. are not agreeable. We are don't not agree agreeable. with us, Bree. <laughs> so we were we were reminded today that we are we have been <laughs> something for six seven weeks. So today we are not. We are not something. We are and not. So we are not agreeable. So we're going to argue the whole time we're here today. That's it. That's yeah. right. We, we have go. been enthusiastic, but we are not. Agreeable. It'll be like the uh, we're enthusiastic original about arguing. The original, uh, um, what do they call that? Um, blank. I don't know. Uh, I forgot the name of it. <laughs> Sean Hannity and Alan, so. Alan Combs, you know, uh, conservative and liberal, when Fox News started 25 years ago or whatever, that was the show. And so they argued the whole show. You know, that was the whole point. Yeah, that was the whole point. So, anyway. arguing. so arguing we are, <laughs> agreeable we are not. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Hey, update in our life, though, man. It's an adventure. Fall is in the air. Pecans are falling. Are they? I have. Is it? I have a problem How, with this. Wait, wait, wait. What do you mean? What? You partook of the fruit of the tree. No, no, no. The pecans the are not the, my point. My argument is everybody keeps <laughs> saying, oh, it rained. Cold, cold front came through. Cold front came through. Yeah, cold no, front came through. that's been very deceiving. So, hello, it's October, and this cold front that came through, and you can't see me doing the little quotes in the sweating. air. Um, yesterday, the predicted high was 90 degrees. 90 degrees. Just think, had the cold front not come through. Whoa. Oh, my gosh. But a Where's couple Where's my of, glass half full, girl? A few weeks ago, we she's did... Not enthusiastic. She, she's a joy thief today. <laughs> we are... A couple of weeks ago, we did a thing about seasons. <laughs> there are. And there aren't. Yes, there aren't yes, it any is. seasons. Yes, it is. Leaves are uh-huh. turning. They're falling. Pecans are falling. You you can keep up with where we are in life through tracking the pecan trees because we talk about them on the podcast here. So We are. Bree visited our home yesterday, you, though, and I told her we have to go pick up pecans because I heard her driving over them, and I heard her heard them like these, popping under her car. That was a sin these when are, you were growing up. I could, you could not. These are some of the, uh, the, the, the pecans them. are excellent. We had some yesterday. They were really, really good. The, the ironic part of this thing. is the pecans are worth the same amount it was. So when Christy and I met and uh, we went to each other's proms, a little update on our backtracking of our life. Back she in came, the day. Back in the day in the year of 1991, uh, she came to uh, my prom and uh, I paid to take her to the prom by picking up pecans. <laughs> There you go. And I sold them for 50 cents a pound. That's so romantic. Uh, okay. All these so, years later, they're then, um, 50 cents a pound. They are 50 cents a pound. They have not, the, what, the price for them has not gone up. I bet the price Gasoline that you pay. Gasoline is 325 but pecans are 50 cents a pound. I bet the price you pay in the grocery store has gone up since 1991. Exponentially. It is expensive to buy them, which is why 
I was outside every fall after I got home from school picking up pecans because my grandma refused to buy them <laughs> and she baked with them so much. Yeah, I, I mean, they're great. I love pecans. I love to just eat pecans. And apparently that was not something that when we first got married, I would like sit and just pick out pecans and eat them. And Brad's like, um, you sell those. You don't just sit and eat them. <laughs> but. We hopefully have enough that I can sit and eat and sell, you know. Well, you made the joke yesterday that you're sending your kids to camp on pecans this year. I know. I did. It was a joke, though. Train up a child. We have to to actually do the work to get out there and do them. So I'm like, if you want to go to camp, you better get out there and pick up some pecans. If you can go to prom, surely you can get get you to camp. I don't know. Camp cost more than prom did back in 1991. Maybe maybe they can go to M-Jam. Maybe they can go to M-Jam. It's a miniature camp. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, enough about pecans. So it is a great season. Um, it's hot and pecans. Uh, update in our uh, the twins' life. Man, a lot's happening. Uh, their last year, they just registered for their winter break, winter semester, whatever quarter. And yeah, they're, so, in a, they're in quarters. Wow, it's hard to believe they're on the. They, Abby sent me her thing yesterday. She has six classes left to take. So that's it. That's it. We're done. All right. So I know, right? That's quick. So, all right. So, what are we not agreeing on today? Brad? So this week, uh, there is uh, we live in an, uh, a world that doesn't agree on anything. And you know, used to be the saying was, "Well, we just have to agree to disagree." That phrase no longer exists. It's been that, banned. Well, from society, it hasn't been banned completely. Well, by most people. Um. I think that it, it has become much more of a challenge than it once was to be to agree to disagree. So I'm going to read a quote, and I'm going to tell you who the quote who who shared who the, quote the quote at the end of this. I will give credit at the end. I'm not going to share it up front because some of you may tune me out because you don't like the person. <laughs> But I will give credit at the end. But here's what the quote says. Our culture has accepted two huge lies. The first is that if you disagree with someone's lifestyle, you must fear or hate them. The second is that to love someone means you have to agree with everything they believe or they do. The quote says both of these are nonsense. You do not have to be this way. So, in the world that we live in, some of you may already know who it is because I shared this quote yesterday with Brianna, and we we're going to talk about this today. And she nailed it. She's like, "I know who said that." And I'm like, "So you may, you may have, you may know who this is right away." But um, it's what we wanted to talk about because there's so much truth in it, though. It's like I can, you know, the fact that if you disagree with someone, I must hate them. Like, why have we bought into that lie? You know, like I don't have to agree with you on everything. To, to respect you, uh, to do life with you, to want to hang out with you, to do these things. You know, um, it's amazing, but we have bought into this that if I, if I don't agree with you, especially in religion or politics or... Um, well, because we live in a cancel culture. Yeah, the cancel culture. And, and anything. So, I mean, you wear the wrong clothes, then they can just cancel you because which, you know, any literally anything that you give an opinion on or have an opinion on, they can just... Mm-hmm. Be done with you. <laughs> Correct. And so with that, it's like, um, have have we, you know, and, and, and it, this is scriptural because in Matthew 24, the Bible talks about um, in the last days. 
in the last days, there will be all these rumors of wars. You know, nation will rise up against nation. Kingdom will rise up against kingdom. And all these things, <coughs> excuse me, will begin to happen. And, um, you know, it talks about, man, there will be earthquakes and there will be pestilence and there will be famines and all of these things. But um, at the end of that time, an interesting thing is this verse, it, it just slips in there. Because it, it's talking about all this nation business and wars and famines, nation and then business. and then and then it says, "But in the last days, it will be impossible for people to not take offense. Then many will take offense and betray one another and hate one another." You know, everybody wants to talk about. It's amazing that even people who are non-believers are talking about the end of the ages. And we had this conversation at the summit last weekend, yeah. and everywhere we go. You know, people's wanting to talk about end times, but an end time scripture is because they look and say, well, man, is this, is this a sign of the end times? You know, man, there's another earthquake. There's another hurricane, you know, it must be the end times. But what is a sign of the end times is in Matthew 24, 10, it will be impossible that people will not take offense and they will betray one another and they will hate one another. Which is scary. Today, it breaks my heart to watch families being torn apart because they disagree over politics. And it's more than politics because like when you, you know, when I was growing up, you know, if you were, you know, you were a Democrat and you were a Republican, you had fiscal issues. There was some, um, uh, social issues, but today it has become so polarizing and we're seeing this that even the parties themselves are falling apart. They don't, you know. they don't even agree. And so yeah. they, the, 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 it's, it's where we are. And so it's this offense that is being taken. And this quote says, you know, why do I have to hate you if I disagree with you, with your lifestyle? And I believe the church has been a big proponent of this. You know, we're in a Why Church series right now at the church. And I believe one of the reasons the church has lost its impact and has lost its influence is because... We have not shared love with people that we disagree with totally. And we've not given the grace that they need to meet them where they are in that hour. Christy, what are your I, thoughts? I totally agree with you. I mean, that's, but it's scary. And, and it, it's just so hard, I think. I think it takes a lot of work and a lot of tolerance. And we are not tolerant to people. We're not. Tolerant we are not. <laughs> we're we're another... not because, you know, we were talking about this early this morning, Christy and I, before we come to work today. And, you know, the thing Christy told me is you got to be careful what you say, you know, in which I, we do because your tongue is like a loaded gun. You know, I mean, you, you got to be careful about what you say. But so much it's it's just taken out of context and people going completely off script and taking what you say out of context and. And, um, man, it's just, it's causing so much destruction. Well, and I think it comes, one of the things in my mind is that it, it's, it's selfishness because, um, we're so selfish and, and, and we think that like, you know, well, I don't have to put up with it. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't have to put up with this. So it's, uh, it, it is a, um, a selfishness like I if, if, if 
I don't have to tolerate what I don't want to, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't have to be, I can go find another, you know, and, mm-hmm. and it always goes back to, I'm going to take my toys and go home or I'm going to pick up my toys and go home. I don't want to play with these people anymore, but we have, that's, that's what literally what we've done our whole life or been taught. This generation of people have been taught. You don't have to be tolerant. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be tolerant of the people around you. You don't have to be tolerant of, I mean, I feel like it's just such a selfish. You have permission to hate them. Yeah. And you can find somebody else that'll hate them with you. Like Mm -hmm. I always say that you can find any, whatever side you want to be on, on Mm -hmm. any issue, you can go to the internet and find supporters. Mm -hmm. Any issue. Literally. Like I feel like we could say, you know, oxygen is not good for people. And somebody out there somewhere on the internet will be like, this is true. I agree with you. We should all be like underwater creatures or something, you know, and we all know literally you cannot live without oxygen, but the world has made us Mm -hmm. think that I can declare anything and make it so. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how to, how to get around that because it's so, it's, it's so drilled. It's making our lives smaller and smaller. The people that we associate with are becoming smaller and smaller because they they are they are missing the definition of intelligence. You know, we I was walking through a difficult season with with this with this, with this with someone, and uh, someone very close to Christy and I said, "Well, isn't that the very in definition of intelligence?" And I said, well, what do you mean? And he said, the definition of intelligence is to be able to hold two differing opinions and have a conversation about them and still be able to articulate a pathway forward. Right. And still be able to. And have a conversation. You know, and I thought, that's true. That is the definition. But we are we are becoming unintelligible people because unintelligible <laughs> unintelligent unintelligent people. there's my new word for the no, week you messed up my word last week too oh, i'm just Lord. gonna say that oh she, he's calling you out yeah I, Rude. i'm gonna let you handle it <laughs> my word last week was the peculiarization and when you hyphenated it so when you did the like the well, why are you telling it, me this it now? said I know, particularization right? well why didn't you be like hey brie that was wrong you had to wait till i was me. waiting till the day I know, when the he whole called world you was out listening. on the whole in That's front of the whole world christy's job <laughs> I, brad called anyway, it because we talked about it you were like i I'm kept saying it, right? I, anyway. I was like peculiar a particular anyway so uh we have been reduced to uh losing our intellectual ability because you know there's this whole deconstruction movement, and today it's like if I don't agree with it, I'm gonna tear the whole thing down. Mm-hmm. You know, take it down it with me. Yep. And um, you know, if it's the church, tear it down. If it's NFL, tear it down. If it's whatever, you know, if it's just tear down whatever I don't agree with. And then I'm gonna force, I'm gonna force everybody to like it and agree with me and agree with me. Like you, you have to agree with me or you hate me. You know, the second thing here is that if I love you, it means I have to agree with you. No, I do not. I don't have to agree with you and I can still love you. Like, I can still want to have a relationship with you. I can still want to respect you. I can still want to honor you. Don't agree with your decisions about life, you know. And um, But that doesn't mean that I have to reduce you. And our families are being, sorry if I'm getting a little passionate here, but our families are being ripped apart over this. Well, and, and I think it's something like you start out something like, seriously small like that doesn't really matter 
And even if you do it in a joking way, and then that just grows to large, to, to being, and, and what I'm thinking is like, um, yeah, you know, you, you see these tags on cars that says like, and, and our hours would say, um, LSU Ole Miss, a house divided. And it's, it's, it's a joke. You know, we, we laugh about, haha, I'm from Ole Miss, Brad's an LSU fan. And, and we laugh about it, but at the same time we give off to the world that house is divided over something and you shouldn't be divided over anything. So it starts no, I out remember, little. I, I'm just going to say Danny and Julie Jackson taught us a huge lesson when we got married. Yes. Because, you know. They've taught people, us many lessons Many throughout. lessons. But the one that really sticks is we got married. They gave us our wedding gifts. And inside those packages was I received a really, really nice Ole Miss embroidered shirt, collared golf shirt. Christy got a really, really nice LSU shirt and a card inside of it that said marriage is all about compromise. Right. Well, and and not even compromise, but literally cheering for your enemy. And I'm doing my little my little um, quotation marks again. But, you know, when you care enough about somebody to root for their team, even if it means your team's going to lose. Mm. You know, um, and in that same thing, football, we were at um, our nephew. It was when he was younger. He's not so much anymore, but he was he when I first came into the family, our nephew was like LSU, LSU. He loved to like, you know, egg it on. really egg it on with me. And so we all went to an LSU Ole Miss game together. And, and I'm, I'm talking about this and he was like, I don't know, 10, 12, maybe mm-hmm. he was young. And um we're at the game, and it's like the last few minutes of the game. And this is – and I'm saying this as an Ole Miss fan. Ole Miss was up by, like, two points. And at the end of the game, he was so devastated that he had done all his smack talking and he was going to lose. LSU was going to lose. That I found myself wanting LSU to win that game just so he would not be hurt, mm-hmm. you know, in our personal situation. And, but when, when, do you love a person enough to cheer for their team if it means that much to them? So this is all a big football analogy to say, we take everything is that big of a deal now. Mm -hmm. Everything. Everything is a huge deal now. Like, Mm -hmm. um, to the point of, you know, do you like this actor? Well, if you don't like that actor, I'm not ever going to another movie with you. Mm-hmm. That actor's not even in the movies we're talking about, but mm-hmm. just because, you yeah. know, just you get so, like, you think you have to be so ingrained in, in, in this, or I don't even know what you're saying. You're holding on to these beliefs so tightly that nothing else can fit in your life. And it's like, really? that That's not important. You know, that's not, your political view is not what I love or hate about you. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, are you a person that I want to love or hate? You Especially know, that's when my, you look at a person and not that, not that I'm hating people, <clears> but when you look at that. a person, Christy, and they're saying, so if it's, if it's over politics and you know, they dismiss you because you, you vote for a particular person who holds beliefs that that person may not even vote for. Cause we're always voting for the lesser of, what you feel the two evils are today. And it's like, 
all of a sudden, because I was for that person, every single thing that person says, I now stand for. You, you know what I mean? Right. And it's like there's nothing in my life that would ever make you believe that. You know, there's no actions. There's no time. There's no place um, where you could say, I no longer have this relationship with you because of what you said. You know, what you're th- No, everything else is thrust upon us, you, you know. And so uh, who is it this week? You know, who is it next week? And so um, it's, you know, you got to tear down every single thing. My thing is... If this is the policy that we're going to live and die by, then everybody has to quit because everybody said something dumb and offensive at some point in their life to somebody, you know, and so. Well, and even if it wasn't insensitive or dumb in the context of what was going on, mm-hmm. if it is pulled out of the context of what is going on, then that's, you know, it could mm-hmm. be taken totally different. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the context and the the way it's done or whatever. The other question that I had when we were we were talking about preparing for this, um, what do you do when you're not the one that has the problem, but you, like, you know. When you can't reason with that person? When you can't, like, what do you do when when you do something or you say something and that other person cancels so, you? So a, it totally cancels yeah. you. Because the person who gave us the definition of intelligence also had a whole issue come up in their in their in their core circle of friends that have been friends since high school, mm-hmm. and this whole last political election had them kind of divided, and they reached a point where they were just like, you know what, we just it's okay, we don't agree on this, but boy, I sure think the world of you. Remember in high school when we did this, and you know we've been friends this whole time. We have to make a mature. So I'd be darned that one adult election, decision yes, to be friends, be the adult, regardless, be the adult. And that's the, our hardest part is when you, you, the person that cancels you or whatever, you don't get to say so. Mm-hmm. You don't get to defend yourself. You don't get to even say, you know, we can disagree on this. They, uh, I'm could, okay with why disagreeing. Why couldn't they say, this, I, I know this is what I understand, but I, everything I know about you, it doesn't agree with this. Help me understand why, where I'm missing the mark on this. But they, they, well, what you're saying is you don't even get that chance. You and don't you're get correct. that chance. And I, I think the friend that you're talking about, they did have this conversation that they kind of went back and forth trying to convince each other of the right or the wrong. Mm-hmm. And finally they were like, we're not going to agree on this. Let's just agree not to. Let's to just agree to be friends. Agree to disagree. And they, they well, couldn't that's what do we've that. Lost. That is what we've lost. That, but in this circle, they did it. They did it. So they're kudos still good, to them. Yeah, they're still great friends. They still, you know, go about their. Um, they do these trips where they mm-hmm. they do these um, you know, no wives included, and this is these buddy trips mm-hmm. once a year, and it's a big deal, and they still do all that, and they're right. great, and that's and that's wonderful. But so many of us are not in that situation where our, we don't get that chance. We don't get that chance. Like we don't even get that chance. It comes through an email or something along those lines. You know, I'm done with you. Here you go. Boom. Cut it off. So with that being said. You know, it goes back to what a mentor, I remember years ago, a mentor pastor told me, I was just struggling trying to help somebody understand something. And he looked at me and he said, you can't reason with ignorance. And I said, well, this person isn't ignorant. And he said, ignorance is the lack of knowledge and understanding. And he said, the person you're trying to deal with right now has no desire to be understanding and has no desire to gain knowledge from what you're saying 
so leave it alone. So to answer your question, Christy, I think that's what we have to do. You know, it's just, you know when that conversation is going nowhere, so just don't even go there and try to maintain the best relationship you can maintain with that person outside of this conversation. And, uh, you know, this is tough because uh, there's some pastors that are big in the uh, multidimensional church movement. And um, a lot of times, more often than not, some of them are saying things I don't agree with. In fact, and so what I do is I find somebody, you know, I'm very blessed to have a multidimensional staff, not just ethnically, but, you know, it's beautiful that you're multi-generationally. You know, because different generations have different perspectives, you know. Very much so. And, uh, you know, Christy and I are really caught in a conundrum in life right now because, you know, at our age, we have young kids. Most people our age have are enjoying their grandkids. And I don't know about so, most people our well, age. but a good bit of them. And so, like, for us, it's like, okay, so we'll go with you. We got to drag our kids along, right. you know. And, and then when we try to go do stuff with people who have kids our age, it's like we're of a <clears throat> a different generational group that does life and values and things are just differently. But the interesting thing about this is that um, it's the beauty of being able to come together and say there's something here greater than right. any of this. And so I want to understand. I want to understand where you're coming from. And so, so what I do is – you know, I, I, I call somebody on my team and say, I need to talk to you about this tweet. I need to talk to you about this post. This just wears me out. And most people would say, well, just unfriend them. In fact, I've said, I'm just about ready to unfriend this guy. And because um, I feel like he's poking the bear, you know, like always trying to pick an argument in a fight. But then on the other hand, you'll come back and, man, he'll say something deep and profound that impacts me. And so as my mentor, Pastor Ken Arnold, would say, you have to learn to eat the fish and spit out the bones. And that's what we have forgotten how to do. Because everything we get is nice fillets. no <laughs> bones in them. But back in the day, you know, majority of fish we ate had the bones in them. And so how do you learn to eat around those? You choke a little and, bit. And, and, and that's where we are. And so how do we take what is good, spit out what we don't agree with? Okay, but if so you only learn from people who are like you, your world's going to be very small. I'm, so I'm sorry for you. We have gone from eat, eat the fish and spit out the bones to there's a bone on my plate. I am, I am going to, I am offended. I am telling all my friends that I'm offended. I want every person in this restaurant to be offended and we're all going to sue the restaurant for a bone. And I'm going to make sure, <laughs> I'm going to make sure that it's on my feed that nobody Lost. comes back to this um, restaurant and I'm going to try right. to destroy them because they, because the person who what? didn't even own the restaurant bought a filet from somebody who missed a bone. <laughs> Preach it, sister. Our culture what, has wait, what did Bree say? Loss of enjoyment. That's what they'll take it out. Loss of enjoyment. That's right. What, yesterday we were talking about somebody and she was like, I should sue this person. And we we're like, for what? What, what grounds? What you grounds have? are you suing this person on? And she said, loss of enjoyment. And I'm like, there's a law that says you have to enjoy. It's <laughs> so, a human right now. A human right. Uh, anyway. So our culture has accepted two huge lies. The first one is if you disagree with someone's lifestyle, you must fear or hate them. And the second one is to love someone means you have to agree with every single thing they do. Both are nonsense. Phil Robertson. 
Phil Robertson. Good old. The wisdom of the duck commander. Like, I forgot that you never said the name. And that was bothering me before. And I was like, when is he going to say the name? And I completely forgot. <laughs> I'm coming back to you. <laughs> okay. I'm, I, I'm a preacher. I'm used to uh, making the whole Taking circle and coming back. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. If y'all are waiting for that. Well, no, I, I didn't want right people now. to turn me off because they'd probably be like, oh, duck commander. I'm not in those redneck I said those camo duck, duck guys and those bearded guys bearded, bearded they don't guys. even they don't even go with redneck or camo guys it's all guys. the bearded guys you know the bearded guys on tv i call them duck people they make hunting supplies that's what one person said to me you know this guy's from louisiana because this person mm-hmm. we were in mississippi and they were like oh do you live near those people on that you know that make the the hunting stuff and i was like i don't even know what you're talking about mossy oak that's from <laughs> old like, miss mossy oak? i mean that's from mississippi <laughs> And um, she was like, no, no, no. They make those hunting supplies, you know, and they have the beards. I was like, oh, you mean oh, the yeah, Robertsons, yeah, yeah. the duck commander. Right. Yes. So, uh, uh, I'm not from West Monroe. No, yeah, I'm in so Alexandria. It's, it's crazy. So, so anyway. I apologize for that. So <laughs> in this world, when you are struggling so much, walking on eggshells, remember that it is impossible for people not to be offended. I didn't make that up. Jesus did. Matter of fact, as I'm looking at it right now, it's in red letters. Red letter editions, what I'm looking at. Matthew chapter 24. 24. And verse 10. They will rise up and deceive many. The love of many will grow cold. Now, if you want to know an end time verse, there it is. Our love has grown cold. But the one who endures to the end will be delivered. For the good news of the kingdom will be proclaimed in all the world. It is a testimony to every nation that Jesus is coming soon. Morning or night or oh, noon. Oh, he had to do it for you. I was like, everyone sing soon and very soon? Nope. Soon and very soon? will meet their doom. All right. Here we go. Hey, guys, thanks for being here this week. Man, it is always a highlight of Christy and I's week. We're going to do better. We did reach 3,016 this week. Thank you so much for making that happen. We're excited and delighted. So as you are walking around offended people everywhere, stay humble, pray hard, and speak softly. (laughs) See you next week.